It is a Friday, the first Friday of 2024, a journey that it has been. And here we are, months to go before the elections. And in between the politics, there is a whole lot more that is happening, including the fact that murderer and former Paralympian Oscar Pistorius has been freed on parole uh, from prison and nearly 11 years after killing his girlfriend, Riva Stienkamp, officials confirmed that Pistorius was at home this morning. Riva's mother saying she accepted the decision to release the former athlete, but added that her family was the one serving a life sentence. Pistorius, now 37, shot Riva Stienkamp multiple times in 2013 through a door. The double amputee later claimed he had mistaken her for a burglar. Now, while most um, rights groups uh, deliberate on the severity of the sentence as well as the decision to release him on parole, we try and make sense of the parole process as well as what Oscar should expect over the next couple of years. Prisoners' rights activist um, Golden Mouse Budu uh, joins us now on the line. It's been a while, brother. Good afternoon. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me, my brother. The decision to yeah no, I can hear you I can hear you Miles the decision to release Oscar of course we have as a country been watching it and we saw the decision that was taken um, last year uh, which um, said that he would be released today indeed he has been do we as South Africans um, fully understand the parole process and if not what should we understand to have happened um, leading up to his release. My brother, can you please assist me because I'm now suffering from self-inflicted and selective amnesia. Can you remind me for how long was he sentenced? Oscar Pistorius, if not 13 years? 13 years, and how much is a half of a 13 years? Well, Seven and a half years. Yeah. And he has been in prison for how many years? 11 years. Mm. That is a contradiction and the fallacy and the fracas of the parole release system, which correctional officers can tamper with it at any given time and get away with it because they know nobody will question them, nobody will ask them these questions, and nobody will talk about it besides Abu Miles Budu, who has been around this block more than twice. Talk to me about that, Miles. Talk to me about that. Look, uh, besides that, we are told that if you have been sentenced to, to 20 years, regardless of the crime you have committed, you will have to be considered for release after half of your sentence on one condition. You have behaved, you have shown remorse, you have been part of the process, processes and projects and, 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 and programs within the correction services, and you will be assessed by psychologists, which there is a lack of, by criminologists, there is a lack of. By social workers, there is a lack of. The system doesn't work. And the people who keep on feeding taxpayers, including the media, about how wonderful the parole system is, is telling a blatant lie, and they must be kept accountable for that. In relation to the Oscar case itself, what should we understand to have taken place, considering what you just said? You see... What South Africans also needs to be reminded, there is a victim's rights charter that should have been put into rules, regulations, into a bill and promulgated and constitutionalized, where the victim's rights charter that was 
finalized in 2015 already. We were all there when this victims' rights charter was 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 discussed, was uh, 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 drafted, was brainstormed, and so on. Now, with the victims' rights charter, if it was constitutionalized, I am sure the family of uh, Riva Stienkam were going to come there and say, "Look, the state has taken care of us." Mentally, psychologically, uh, uh, financially, they have reparated us, they have uh, compensated us. We have forgiven Oscar Spatorius. But that didn't, didn't happen. And they came there even angrier and more angrier by the day. That mm. is the fallacy and the contradiction that we need to talk about. Because in, for, in, in developed countries, there are organizations that are part of all these things and not the department of correctional services helping themselves, talking with themselves, reporting to themselves and exonerating themselves. We're in conversation with prisoners' rights activist Miles Boudou. I don't want to assume what you're saying, Miles, to be clear and correct me here. You are not happy with the fact that Oscar Pistorius has been released on parole. No, 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 no. He should have been released after half of his sentence, he's, right. been kept, he's been kept there because the family came there very angry. And it is understandable. It is legitimate anger because the state only look into the rights of those who are the perpetrators at the expense of those who are victims of crime and criminals. At a time where there is a victim's rights charter that should have taken care of the angry family and they should have mm. given him long time ago and they should have long time ago said he can go now because we are satisfied that we have not been left in the cold. They have been very angry because the system left them in the cold and they further exacerbated their anger to Oscar Pistorius. Understood. Now, in Oscar has been released... And while, of course, one can argue it should have been done earlier, as you have mentioned, he has been released and um, he will serve the remainder of his his sentence, at least, of course, under the care of the Correctional Services Department. What happens now for him? What should we understand to be the process between now and the time that he will conclude his sentence? Well, I'm, I'm not sure whether he was tagged. There is this thing called electronic tagging where they were going to monitor his movements day and night on a screen. But I'm not sure whether that has been done because hundreds and thousands of parolees are released every day and they are not tagged, they are not properly monitored because the the parole system uh, from the angle of a correctional supervision is also flawed, it is a myth, it is a fallacy, and those who are working there as as parolees, uh, probationers, uh, are only interested in the month and check because nobody monitors them to make sure what they do their job and they're worth the salary that they earn at the mm. end of the month. And this people don't know outside here because there's no sympathy for people who end up in prison for the good, for the bad, or the wrong and the right reasons. And we mm. wanted to assist the Department of Correctional Services to make sure that the Correctional Services is a living document, is a document that must be transformed because the country is in transition. All fell on deaf ears because they've turned the Department of Correctional Services into a private member club or a family business or into a glorified bandustan. In focusing on 
what happens to parolees? I mean, we know in 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 terms of uh, some of the parole conditions um, for Oscar, he also has to, amongst other things, um, attend anger management programs. Is that uh, what is afforded um, and generally afforded to many other parolees? Well, I would advise him to go and use some of his remaining millions to get qualified people that will take him through the anger management thing. Because those who are there, the Department of Correctional Services, it's, it, it comes with a territory. They are at, at work, they must get their salaries, and don't care whether this thing is done professionally, it is monitored, it's evaluated, and it is enforced it needs to be. We've had conversations over the years, Miles, and you, you've always been quite critical of how the Correctional Services Department does things. What still needs to be fixed as far as you're concerned? Because um, I'm noting, of course, the, the, the issues that you still have with the system itself. We need a civil servant to be employed according to qualifications, not come and deploy all the time politicians there who go there and, 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 and don't even want to learn by the job, don't even want to, you know, uh, what correctional officers are doing that has been in, in the system for a for, 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 for very long time. We, since the dawn of our democracy, politicians are deployed there. Commissioners are deployed there. These are political people who are interested in their political agenda because they are political careers. They've got no interest to make sure that a person who's broken the law must be dealt with according to the mandate of the Department of Correctional Services to correct that person. And to correct that person, you need to do a few things. Investment that must come from the private sector and government to educate, to train, to skill, and to let that person uh, be rehabilitated, because currently the term rehabilitation is it, a non-existent thing. It's a term that must be done away with. There's no education that is proper. There's no training, skills development. There's no rehabilitation. There is no proper reintegration to make sure that the project that was educated, trained, skilled, and rehabilitated doesn't get lost into the system. You know, mm. what I'm saying to you, a lot of money has been wasted of taxpayers' money by the Department of Correctional Services to keep everybody in the dark, including electronic broadcast and print media. We appreciate your time this afternoon, prisoners' rights activist Miles Boodoo. Thank you very much.